to Expiring Contracts, a podcast that blends sports and senseless depravity in an epic cocktail of indecency. They tried taking us off the radio. They bought out our old contract and let the deal expire. To the station that shut us down, we give a big fuck you. Welcome to Expiring Contracts. We ventilate a variety of sports, but take a special care in ramrodding a double dose of NBA basketball down your throat. With bleeding time to strike a deal, we are your hosts, the facilitator, Brian Miner. We're recording here! The conversationalist, Alec Pennington. Clearly equal opportunity murder. The wild card, Travis Tharp. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we had a disclaimer. We about to launch this bitch. With fucking energy I give to you, SHOW MODE! Yo, 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 yo! You just max it out for a good 10 seconds. Trust me, I thought that through for about 30 minutes. This is not Spanish soccer, okay? Just... Ole! Oh, Wonder Boy! Ole! That's my bad. Cut all That's that out. <laughs> don't, I don't want any of that in there. All right. All well, right. So make sure um, to subscribe and like all of our social media at expiring contracts um, this is the nba episode so hit us up with any of your nba questions comments concerns um also wherever you're getting your podcast right now where you're listening to it hit that subscribe button throw a rating up and comment let us know how you're doing um to start off tharp has a um We'll, we'll call it an interesting story. Um, we all, all three of us here, listen to 97 won the ticket, which is our local sports radio station. And sometimes we like to call in. So Tharp uh, recently called in and trying to win some uh, Pistons tickets. Snore. And the, uh, I guess the topic that he just wanted to. To, uh, to talk Pistons and, you know, if you like the conversation and, you know, had good rapport, then he'd give you the tickets. So, Tharp, did you win the tickets? Well, I'll tell you right now, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that so, no. it takes good rapport to get the tickets. I thought, like, you just talk to him, he'll give you the fucking tickets, right? Hi, Travis here. Uh, tickets, <laughs> when do I pick those up? <laughs> Did I get the tickets? Well, come talk, talk to me, man. Talk. I generally don't listen to the 97 won the ticket. Okay. I do on rare occasions, and it was it just so happens that I did so. The night after our podcast, I just felt like listening, and it turned out it was like Pistons Live, so they were talking just Pistons, which is like my bread and butter. I love basketball. Football, I really could do without. College sports, I could do without. Soccer, I could do without. If the world was just NBA, yeah, Tharp would, would be, be fine. 
it just not change. We need more basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So he offered he offered to give you some tickets, you know, if you call in. You know, he didn't go into details about having rapport. Yeah, like, he did. You just didn't listen. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I literally you had Pistons tickets. I had it on in. for a minute, and he's like, "Call in right now. Just tell us about the Pistons. Blah blah blah. I'll give you some tickets." So I called in. I Google searched it, and uh, I wanted to talk about tickets. I wanted to talk about trading Andre Drummond. Okay. Okay. What did so. he say? He said, "Kiss my ass." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. He right before I got on, I was on hold for like twenty minutes. Yeah. And they had some like executive. It took me about twenty minutes to drive home, but they had some executive in the Detroit Pistons organization like talking beforehand. So he was like talking about how they're developing young players and stuff like that, and how the team's doing so much better. So which guy, is all just lies. lies. So the guy just wanted total, to, total. Oh my god, that's lies. He wanted to stick with the same theme. I, the guy's name was Chris. I forget his last name. Who knows? Who was the host? Don't give him any credit. Chris Villar. Oh, do you know? Yeah, that's that's his name. Don't Chris, Chris Villar. Oh, he's a good. He's a good dude. So I start off. I'm like. Hey, it's great to talk to the experts. I got my own podcast here locally. And he's like, oh, like he didn't want me to name drop the podcast. Oh, yeah, I was hoping sure. that he would ask me. No, no. Yeah. They no, don't want you yeah. to put no, in. No, no, no free yeah, advertising no free ads, there, man. Because no if you, the 97.1 has to like endorse it or whatever like to no get that ad. shout out. Yeah, people be coming I just want to shout out my own podcast. <laughs> just want to talk about uh, Dan's uh, window cleaning. <laughs> You know, big uh, big Dan's on uh, Eight Mile and Grass shit. Come on down, and see Dan. So anyway, that's how that started. So bad, terrible start. And then I was like, oh, you already ate it. And uh, I would like to thank you for having me on the show. And then I was like, I'd like to talk about the Pistons trading Andre Drummond. Right now, they they have no cap flexibility. And I was like, there's no real way for the position to go from for like here. Forty minutes. I was like. Yeah. <laughs> This team's kind of a disaster. <laughs> there's, there's no way to go from here because y- your finances are maxed out. We've talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Like, they have no money to spend. They really can't make any trades unless mm-hmm. they throw in first-round picks. You know, it's kind of a dumpster fire. You know, at best, they're going to be like, like a six seed Those at the very sixers. best. <laughs> So I throw Dude, that I in there, and he's like, yeah, win. I don't think uh, under Drummond should be traded. There's a lot of good players that are coming up, like Luke Kennard. And I instantly he's like, yeah, Luke Kennard's great at shooting threes, but defensively he's a liability. So instantly just called him out on that. And then uh, he's like, there's this other guy who's developing nicely. You know, the uh, French guy that scored four yeah. points. And I was like, oh, yeah, what's that guy's Dim- name? Dimboya. He, he's Dimboya. like, he's yeah. like Dimboya. And I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. And I'm like, he's really hit or miss. He's kind of like a Giannis, kind of like a uh, Pascal Siakam type, but he could go the complete opposite direction and be shitty. Jan Vesely. I didn't say shitty, but. Yeah, you're not allowed to swear. He could be so, Jan Vesely. So, so I call him out on that, and then he's like, 
Andre Drummond's really uh, like a defensive anchor. Like he really holds down the Pistons. He's got like one and a half blocks. I was gonna say what world? (laughs) And I was like, the same reason you dislike Luke Kennard is the reason why dislike Drummond. Like he can't shoot worth a damn. You know, he can't shoot mid range or three. So I called him out on that too. And he's like, "All right, well, thanks, thank you, Travis, for being on the podcast." And then click, they just hung up on me. Yeah, you do. So they don't, they, they don't shift you to someone else or, or anything. Like, like, and also, sh- I'll be but, taking this night spot from nine. <laughs> <laughs> I called back. Did you really? Why'd, I called you, back. why'd you call hey, it? Wasn't quite answer. done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, "Yo, this is Travis." I was just on. He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," and I was like, "Yeah, why don't I get the tickets?" <laughs> He's like, oh, it's a, it's at the host's discretion. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> hey, just wanted to come back until you go fuck yourself and not give me the tickets. What the hell, man? Hey, I said everything you said was wrong. Why didn't I get the tickets? <laughs> where are my tickets? I hate the Pistons, but where are my tickets? Hey, trying to go to a game. But anyway, that's my experience. I only called in one other time in my life, and that was like eight years ago. And I was fucking about. I called in and said, Tony Scheffler is the man in the D-town. <laughs> <laughs> and they put me through. And my buddy, we were in my buddy's car, and he just had the radio station on in the background, so you got that echo. <laughs> and they're well, like, yeah, you they're like turn, turn off your... the radio. And you're like, turn oh, I did, radio. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did. Oh, we can see we're still here. I did. I turned it off. It's off. I don't know. And I got that one line in. I was like, Tony Scheffler is the man in the D town, like an irrelevant tight end. And then they made fun of my ass for ten minutes after they finally hung up on me. They're like, if you're gonna call in, say something worthwhile. I think this guy was stoned. I think he was high on crack. <laughs> There's like all these things. <laughs> Were they wrong? And and no, I mean it's you know it, everyone has a different kind of experience when you call into the radio station. I called in. I've called in a couple of times. One time it was it was just really short of you know I was calling in about the Pistons. I was like. Hey, yeah, I think they should absolutely trade, uh, cut everyone over the age of 24. And the host was just like, okay, and then hung up on me. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, they, you didn't want to talk about it at all. And then there was one time where I called in, I was like, dude, Drummond just doesn't seem like he's having fun playing basketball. And the guys were like, yeah, you know, we've heard that before. I was like, you know, well, my inside sources <laughs> tell me. You know, he wouldn't be playing basketball if he wasn't having fun. I was like, well, he's making millions of dollars, say, so absolutely well, he would. It's like untrue. they're getting kickbacks. Yeah. It's like the Pistons are paying well, them extra sweet talk. Well, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of them probably are because they have the games on the radio. Well, so no, why wouldn't they try and be positive? No, 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 no. Those guys shouldn't be positive. The guys that are getting paid by the Pistons are the ones get, being positive. Like that executive before you called in, he's getting paid to be positive. Well, the guys the guys on 97.1, they have their own opinions and they don't deviate at all. Oh, I see. So they have their own opinions and that's what they stick to for their entire show and they don't deviate. So if you come in and, and attack or disagree with them... They'll just be like, well, we, you know, we agree to disagree. Well, I mean, 
I don't know. And then you're off the air. If you agree with them, they're like, oh, you know, keep talking, keep talking. Tell me how much I'm right. So seems so lame. I get made fun of by by uh, Taylor because she's like, why would you call into a radio station? <laughs> like, well, when they're talking business, I want to talk to them. It's like, what do you get out of that? I was like, I don't know, just someone to talk to. Maybe business. some tickets. I don't know. Maybe if you ever talked to me in the car. <laughs> Wouldn't have to call some stranger. <laughs> no. no, the 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 stupid thing is when people call into like like um, music stations, like ninety five five, the local like uh, oh, yeah. hip hop and rap radio station. It's like people call into that and they'll be like, "Hey, what are you doing tonight?" They're like, "Oh, going out to a bar." All right, well that's cool. Here's Post Malone, and then it's like. You just called in to say, "Hey, I'm going to a bar on the radio." You know what it's I really like, like? What did you What did you get out of that? You just what? waited on the phone for twenty that minutes. That is really fucking One hundred five point one, the bounce. Oh, the bounce. You oh, know, God. morning station. They have this uh, this gimmick called Ask Ye. You know, you like have personal problems. Is you it, can yeah, ask her, and she's Breakfast like, Club. "Yeah, yeah, I like one. Breakfast Club." It's fine. Yeah, but she's essentially like a part-time psychologist or whatever, and yeah. she like mentors well, right. people. Right, so a well, lot of the a lot of the morning it's like shows, Jerry Springer, bro. Yeah. A lot of those morning shows are are that's the talk. Like, show. I hate it. Yeah, that's like how it's set up though. The morning show is always like the talk show bullshit. But it's because everyone's driving yeah, to work. Yeah, it's like the afternoon and the evening ones where it's like. Our commercial nobody, free, yeah, and nobody listening. And people are, yeah, people are mm-hmm. calling in, and it's like, yeah, what's who do you want to shout out to? Oh, it's my birthday. All right, well, here's the new Kanye West. It's We've gone totally off the rails dude, with NBA talk, dude. I want to be militant <laughs> in our marketing on radio stations. I want to like bait them in and be like, yeah, I want to trade Andre Drummond. Get on there and be like, it's wearing contract sports podcast. You know and they, they can just, just block your yeah, number, right? Just, like, if you try to do that, they can There's just... apps where you can u- generate a number and call in. Yeah, and then yeah, they'll that's know. That's how calls to bother people at home. You're just going to keep giving <laughs> a different fake name. He learned a yeah. lot from Comcast. Just <laughs> <laughs> different numbers each time. No, like, right, work. They'll it's recognize so, your voice so if you do it multiple times. Yeah, I can so change up. Look, expiring oh contract. All right. He only Fun has that. Okay. <laughs> wow, we are you know, I was listening. in and start went straight to the Indian. Right? You know, I was listening to this uh, this podcast, expiring contracts, and they had some really good points. <laughs> I'd be like, please stop. I'd be mad. I'd be like, don't do that. All right, so back to NBA. You know, talking, trading, drumming, you know, there's another more uh, more dominant player that's more offensive-ended, but uh, Kevin Love on the Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers has been rumored to be to being shopped. Who, Kevin Love? Kevin Love. K-Love. K-Love. You knew this was going to happen when yes. they gave him an extension. Def. I didn't understand why they gave him a five-year deal. It's wild. He's they're... making 26 mil this year, 24 the next. Yeah, but that makes it that much after. harder to move him. Yeah. He's not some superstar where you're going to get a plethora of stuff. Maybe you'll get a you'll get a first-rounder and a player, but yeah, that's about it. It's want... better than nothing for a rebuilding take... team. I, w- I mean, obviously the 76ers don't need Kevin Love, but 
I mean, at a, on a decent team, that's a pretty good player to have. Yeah. Still, I mean, he's still a double-double guy. I mean, he won a championship as a third option. They also don't yeah. have to trade him right away. True. They right? can wait to the deadline and really pump. They, I mean, they have him for three years. True. Three, almost four years, I think. That's. A, I mean, that's a good contract to have. He's literally the only piece left besides Tristan Thompson that's really worth a lot of that team. I mean, if you like Sexton, that's not that's not too bad. It's fine. He's chewing on the table. But they're definitely rebuilding. Who, who do you like them uh, trading for uh, for love? What other what other teams do you like? Portland would be a good fit. We've talked about Portland trading for them. Yeah, we've talked about Portland trading for them. Um, I know you have a trade. Who's your trade, Tart? Dude, I, I put up two for you guys. You know, you can steal one of them. But uh, one I really tumble. like is the Suns. Yeah, right. I can see that. They'll still get a they'll still get a first round pick for Kevin Love. Yeah, I'm, almost, yeah, I'm, I'm saying a first popular. rounder and a player. Yeah, definitely. I nothing more than that. But uh, but like uh, a very low floor, but a decent ceiling. I don't think they're getting some high end prospect. No. Hmm. So I have the Suns trading away Tyler Johnson, Dario Saric, and. Uh, <clears throat> Check Diallo for Kevin Love and Alonzo McKinney, which is essentially just cap filler, just makes the 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 trade work. But um, this team is in the playoff hunt, yeah, right. And they're full of young talent. You know, Aiton hasn't even played in like a few weeks. Dude, today's his first game. Who? Yeah, DeAndre Ayton. Oh, he's back. Back. On the board for my fantasy team. I know you're excited. Oh my that. god, that's just 30 points sitting on the bench. But they have a gaping hole at four, right? You know, they could essentially draft this year if they want to use their first round pick, if they mm-hmm. end up in the lottery True. and end up with a decent guy at four. Right now, they have nothing. You know, so I think trading these guys away, throwing in a protected first round pick so your lottery pick isn't. But tell me, what, what's the difference between Dario Saric playing four and Kevin Love playing four? So Saric doesn't get that many rebounds. No, One, he's more of like face-up offensively. Yeah, he's a finesse European guy yeah, where Love will pound in the paint. Yeah. Well, sure, but now you have Aiton back. That's what he does. I know, but... Yeah, it, it's kind of nice to have two, two options yeah, definitely. on the same court. Because if if they end up doubling Aiton, you know, pull Aiton out and put Love in the post, and he could do the yeah, same. It's a thing tough to guard you. for a team when you have both those guys out too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't know. And, I think and he's a better shooter than Sorry. Yeah, but I really think where the Suns are at, they're a very young team. They just started winning this year. You know, you don't want to you don't want to burden yourself right away with that thirty million a year contract. You keep Sarge because he's got the reasonable contract. I think it's two years that he's got left. Mm-hmm. You just keep Sarge and keep winning, and then when, like you said, when you're ready to win, you, you know, then see what piece you can get. I but I don't he- think now's the right time to make that big move. Maybe next year is the right time if they. Make it if they have any playoff success this year. Maybe next year, then they trade for Kevin Love to get that in to get him in the system, 
That yeah, way but I think a team. I think well, we heard a ton about you know like Boston, the Rockets <laughs> doing a three-team trade for Love last year too. So I don't know if I don't know if he's on the shelf this time of year. Next year is a trade commodity. I think he probably gets traded this year. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I think the time's right. I think with a new coach, they're obviously rebuilding. I think you could do, like, if, because the Celtics wanted him last year. So you could just do Gordon Hayward and a pick. Like, if Boston would do that, probably mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. But I don't know if you're Cleveland, would you want to do that? Maybe, maybe not. It's still a big contract to be under when you're rebuilding and obviously he's not going to want to be there. Yeah. So it's an interesting but one. They but they could flip him again next. Right, year. true. That's yeah, you could move him Pull or you could, Yeah, exactly. Or you could even move Hayward at this deadline too if you do the trade early enough. Mm-hmm. So you could do that. Or I still think Portland makes the most sense. You could do like Hassan Whiteside and um like Nasir Little like yeah, it's nice that they're pretty heavily invested in two guards already and this year can play wing, but it's like okay, you're giving up Whiteside and you're giving up your building block, but you're getting Love back, which offensively, you know, from an offensive standpoint, you're getting way more than what Whiteside brings. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I guess maybe not. Maybe they not. don't even have to trade Whiteside <clears throat> if they don't want to, because they also have yeah. But I think true. But I in, think if you could uh, get that guy they got from the Bazemore. Yeah, maybe, but I still think they're going to ask for something like that. And then if you give up Hassan Whiteside, you don't necessarily have to give up your picks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You could do Whiteside and Nasir Little. And if I was Cleveland, I would want Nasir Little. I mean, he was a third-rated <laughs> prospect coming out and then fell after he kind of had a bad year at UNC. But, I mean, the dude's good. The only thing I, I see that's wrong with that is Whiteside is on an expiring deal. Cle- Cleveland's not going to keep him. He's he's going to walk from Cleveland after this year. Right, but again, it's so something you could flip. It's there. still an asset depending yeah. on what you get. I'm just I'm just floating it out there. Sure, sure. Although the Boston thing's kind of intriguing to me now that I gave it some thought. Like, I mean, if you're Boston, you probably want out from under that Gordon Hayward contract. You just play small ball. You know what I mean? Center. True. Yeah, you probably want out from Gordon Hayward pretty bad. What about a team like the Kings? Ooh. I don't see it, though. It wouldn't make sense. Well, it's, it's a, the same issue you argued with the Suns would be the same for the Kings. Yeah, right? true. <clears throat> They're not ready to win. I could see I could see him going back to the Timberwolves. Doing like, that would be Doing sweet. like Jeff Teague and then another... I'm going to have to look at their roster, but Teague picks and another player. Yeah. That would give you... So that would give you Wiggins... He could. He, it would be Wiggins. Cat would play play the five, obviously, or he he could even play the four. I guess he probably mm. play five though, because Love's probably a better power forward at this. They're in the playoff hunt too. Right, that's what I'm saying. So like, it's a de- it's a it's a legitimate move to bring him back comfortable. It would go over well with the fan base. So here's my that's second inter- one. I mean, that's pretty interesting. This is my favorite of the two. I think it's cool. I th- I, I agree. You know, uh, I, I think Portland's number one so far. Yeah, and I think, I think this this trade that I have here is pretty damn close to that. And that's the Heat. The Heat are, like, the second best team in the East, East. right now. Yeah, true. It's fucking wild, man. Yeah. So I, I have them trading, like, some cap relief and trading their first-round pick, maybe a second. And I would, 
I wouldn't even put any protections on it because you know you're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So what's it matter? So uh, I have them. Heat are basically 20 and 8, so they're the four seed right now. And they're only. They're five games back out of the first seed Bucks. Sixers are basically the same record. Yeah. Yeah. And 20 and 8. 19 and 8. I have uh, the Heat trading away James Johnson and Deion Waiters. Yeah, but is anybody going to want to touch Deion Waiters? <laughs> no, but you, I mean, you're throwing <laughs> in a first round pick, maybe yeah, a true. second. I mean, if you could make it work for you, I guess that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Going back to the Cavs. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Heat, could that does that work cap wise, though? Yeah. Fuck it. I mean, if I was the Heat. Again, I don't know if that's what... I feel like you could get a better offer somewhere else, but if I'm the Heat, I'd probably make that move, given where we are, because obviously you're... You know, I think you're more ahead of schedule than you probably anticipated as an organization. Granted, maybe maybe this is exactly what... You you know, this is kind of what Pat Riley does. Yeah. So... I I agree. I mean, the Heat, it's a no-brainer. You know, for the Cavs. I think they're they're, they're expecting more... Than what Kevin Love is actually worth. worth. Yeah, that's fair And it's point. impeding the trades. Well, the problem with that is, the problem with that for from like a team that's trading for him too, is Cleveland could keep him and the contract's still like a tenable contract. Like you can pay that out over three years and still feel comfortable about rebuilding your team. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not a hindrance, which makes it super good as a... As a trade asset, but still, if you're not going to get... Like, it gives you some wiggle room to say, listen, these aren't the offers we wanted. We'll just stomach, eat the money. It's not killing us, and we're going to still rebuild. I got a tasty one. I'm just... That's, that's Let's what hear it. Yeah. I think this is going to be the best one. Bri gave me the look. I always got the good analysis, right? No. <clears throat> Kevin Love gets traded to the Denver Nuggets. Oh, Paul Millsap. Millsap. Contracts match up. Millsap's making $30 million this year, and then his contract's done. So not only is Cleveland getting the expiring contract to wipe off money off their books, but... What's their record? Excuse me. The Nuggets? Yeah, I think they're fourth, fourth seed. They're fourth in the West right now, and they... <clears throat> That pick swings it for me. The expiring Millsap is pretty. And the Nuggets I mean, are the Nuggets nice are seventeen and eight in the West. Though. In the West, so that's probably not a high. It's team not good playoff. enough. But that still only puts you in the middle rounds for pick wise. But I guess if you're Cleveland, you're already going to have a high pick because they have their picks. Hmm. Cleveland is Cleveland's gonna use their own picks to get correct, correct. the high profile guys. Right. It's no, all the other picks that they're gonna they're gonna have the lottery tickets. I don't know, dude. I still think Boston could be like, hey, Hayward and that Memphis pick. Let's do this. You know oh, what I'm saying? That's way too much for love. I think that Memphis pick's gonna no, be but worth you gotta something. Think of, maybe not. But you got to you got to think about what that is. What's coming up for Boston too? They're gonna have to pay the young guys. Here in the next two years, they have to get out from under Love's contract. So maybe that's what you have to do if you want to do it. I, I'm just I, again, I, that's it. Sounds a little wonky even saying it because I know that's not really what Kevin Love is worth. Mm. But you got to think about what's coming up from them 
from a cap perspective in like two years when Tatum's going to get the max deal. And then you're looking at Jalen Brown going, okay, I want the max deal too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, got, well, you got Kevin Love. Jalen Brown's not a full max. He's like 24. Oh, yeah, if you trade Kevin Love for Paul Millsap and maybe a pick here, you're gaining, you're gaining four points, four rebounds, and assist, and yeah, but those about numbers the might, same those shooting. numbers might fluctuate up or down depending on the, the team. Is he an upgrade over Millsap? Yes, absolutely. Could they find a better fit in place of him? Maybe. And I would shop around first before Definitely. pulling the trigger on it, because you you have Jokic, who's essentially Kevin Love, just younger Correct. and can pass better. I think he's a lot better than Kevin Love. You think so? I mean, he's a non-athletic, three-point shooting, you know, tall guy. Maybe on paper they're comparable. Yeah. I don't know if that. Jokic, I, I mean, I mean, the assists are definitely eye-opening. Yeah, that's in a fair. player comparison, that's true. <clears throat> but um, hmm. you, I would want an athletic four. I would, I would want someone who can get some blocks for you. You know, that's what I would shoot for. But if you're just trading, if that's the best you can do, and you need to trade Millsap anyway because he's expiring, you do that. For a first-round pick, yeah, yeah I do that. I, th- I think that puts Denver back up there since they're kind of they're all having a little subpar would, so far. It would definitely be a, well. I think everyone thought that Denver was about to be really, really good with um, uh, Conley, or not? Not fuck. I'm I'm confused. Mike Conley's not wait, jazz. Jazz, jazz. I, I always get them mixed up. Yeah. Their color schemes always fuck yeah. me up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Utah and the Denver. I, yeah, I always mix those two up. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you could. I mean, it would really be nice. I mean, they're they're basically out from Millsap now anyway, which I, they're probably really happy to be. Mm-hmm. But it gets how you, old is Paul Millsap? Thirty four. Thirty four. Yeah. Yeah. It gets you something for Millsap. True. True. So and then. <clears throat> true. Is it? Yeah, I mean, if you're Denver, you still probably feel like you could be competitive. Does that maybe with love? Does that get you to like a three or four seed? Well, they're they're four right now. Right, but does that maintain you? I as think a four? I think you adding I think adding Kevin Love over Paul Millsap helps kind Did of you? bridge that gap between yeah, yeah, the Lakers three, and the yeah, Clippers okay, and. And you know they're they're still betting on Michael Porter Jr. To be honest, yeah, yeah. true. You know, true. obviously this is his first year actually playing in the NBA, so they're He's really okay they're really though. betting on him to really fill that gap. And it's going to be a few years before he's actually, well, especially given how bad his back was. Yeah, he had back surgery yeah, two years in true. a row. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, it's hard to put yourself in the mind of a team in the West. I know we all like Eastern Conference teams, so it's like the it's East. An arms like, race. Right, exactly. So you always have to be, you know, you. How far do you take it before it becomes detrimental to? Okay, we're losing the picks, and in three years is really going to be a problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just 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 kind of where. If I get piggyback off that, I've been noticing a trend in like team building philosophy mm. that if you already are maxed out 
mm-hmm. where you don't have any financial flexibility. Mm-hmm. You just keep adding more contracts. Yeah. Correct. Because you can throw most... that pick in yeah. and always find some type of trade. True. So if the ball is yeah, long, strange, that mass is moving. Str- I, this is an interesting point because in a strange way, you can maintain the flexibility of a rebuilding team when you're capped out that way. Yeah. That's yeah, that's an odd point. I it, it yeah, that's true. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. That's, that's how Miami got Butler, right, Butler this year. Exactly. Just yeah. fucking traded. Said okay, let's just let's get him on the roster. They were already maxed out. They were the highest like cap yeah. Cap team last yeah, year. Yeah, we were, we were talking about that. Well, that's what I was saying. There was like when we when they were talking about Butler and getting those picks for the Sixers, it was like, okay, can you even get like when they were trying to trade him? It's like, but how can you even get them there? Yeah. And they were talking about like a five team deal. You, you, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like zero money. But like, but I think <laughs> yeah, like, but what you're saying is though, okay, look what they were able to do. Like, if you want to get them on the team. You can get them on the team. You just have to be willing to stomach the asset and the cap hit yep. you're going to take. Well, yeah. What are yeah. you What are you willing to, right. to sacrifice? What's the parcel that you're willing to pay for for that player? Yeah, Picks, it's an interesting money, thing. Players. That is interesting. Mm. How it almost it, it's like you know it's the in for the penny, in for the pound mentality. Like fuck it, if we're already capped. Like, if we're already playing... Because there's no tiers to the luxury cap, to yep. the luxury no. tax. If you're in it, you're yeah, in if you're it. In there it, is a hard cap. Right, there is a hard yeah. cap. But, but it's if like you're, $200 million. Yeah. Two, yeah. No, I think it's like $250 million. Um, but But, right, it's what you're saying. If we're already paying the luxury tax... Like fuck it, like that's the thing where you look at it. We're already ten that's feet deep. Yeah. We're already ten right, feet deep. True. What's eleven feet? Well, that's kind of what the that's what Golden State kind of should have done. Instead of taking the hit on their bench, you should have just said, okay, let's just if we're already in the luxury tax. And granted, you they were really hard cap with Curry, Clay. Draymond and KD getting the money, but the KD and thing, Iggy on the bench, right? True, making eighteen mil. But it's like, it's like what you're saying. Like, okay, if we're on this incredible run, if we're already going to be capped out, like, why not? Like, okay, we're going to shed the contracts in three years anyway. So fuck it. Can we stomach paying a luxury tax for three years? Probably. If you make the playoffs as a three seed, what's the why not? Sure. Yeah, that's an interesting. That's an interesting thought. Because it's. This, I mean, it's like the same. You almost have a better sense of, like, yeah, you have a better like. It's almost a better spot to be in, like, capped out, but you're guaranteed like one, two, three, than being in the four, five, six. Okay, are we making that move? Because we have a little flexibility, are we throwing that future pick in? Because we think we, can, you know what I mean, right? Like, is it enough to make that jump? Right, to exactly, be in contention? exactly. And if you're, we're in the playoffs, yeah. but is it enough? Like, it's that's the funny thing about the NBA. If you're in the middle, you're you're worse off than being at the bottom. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Not necessarily worse off because if you get in, yes, you could make some noise. It all depends. But from a, from like a perspective of like future, like it's it's a very tight rope. But I th- you know I saying? think the yeah. I think the NBA as a whole is really good about 
that's an interesting. It, it, I, it's really good about that's the, really, that's the really best team is hmm. is the team that wins the championship. Right, of course. So there's not going to, there's rarely ever a four five yeah, seed Cinderella like, like story. The, the, the A seed with the Knicks in like two thousand and one is not something that this year may, we might get it. Though. True, because of the duality of the yeah. league, because everything's a. Double team now. Not in the East, but maybe in the West. But mm-hmm. maybe in the West you'll get a four seed, but it's still going to be a fifty plus win team. So is that is that really a Cinderella story, or is seeds one through four separated by four wins? Interesting. You know that that's well, not the, really a Cinderella four seed if you have fifty five wins. Yeah, but I think we see it across the board when we look at the top teams in the East and West. I mean, there's not a lot of space between no, one, no. two, three, four, five. There's not a lot of space between. Yeah, we'll say we'll say five like in the only East, four games, but there is a huge drop off in the East of from five to six. In the West, there's not that big of a drop off. I disagree. I think, I think while they're competitive, there is a drop off talent wise. Maybe not records. Maybe the record doesn't show that. But I think if you're looking at it like from a conference standpoint, you there's clear cuts. You know what I'm saying? I, I think a lot of it has to do with the seven game playoff series too. True. So you don't get a Cinderella story that. You know, like on a indie, any given Sunday situation beats that Well, that's that what team. they've always been trying to do with the 72-game thing. That's why the drop in the 10 games makes so much more sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cut the 10 games, everyone's more fresh for the playoffs. Like, the injury factor becomes less and less. Yeah. The sitting your players, less and less. You know, then you already have the built-in, basically, a 10-day hiatus from the All-Star game, too. So you're really, you know, I mean, you're playing 72 games, but it's much, it's, it's, it's a shorter season, but it's, it's, it's paced way better. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So like that, that changes a lot of that too. Yeah. And if we could go into depth a little bit more on the Miami Heat, their cap situation, they're, they're in the top five again in regards to cap space, like they're spending the most you know, in the league top five. Yeah. You know, and they really, they re-signed every single player that they had. You know, it's kind of the opposite of what most teams do when they go through a rebuild. This team signed average guys for $15 million each. You know, you put a couple of them together, you have money for a superstar. I'm trying to think of who's the guy that's been on their team for like 20 years. What is his name? I just completely drawn a blank. Haslam? Yeah, Udonis Haslam. Is he still on the roster? I uh, Yes, he is. Of course. Yes, he is. Why not, dude? You they know, have Jawan Howard on the roster for like eight years. They developed Bam Adebayo. You know, he was their draft pick. Right. Winslow was their draft pick a few years ago. Hero is their draft pick a few years ago, and those were no, like middle this tier. Year. Yeah, that's right. Hero was this year, and those are like middling picks. Yeah, those are like late lottery picks. Most of those, exactly where the Pistons have been, but they're good able to point. hit on them. Hero's good though. He's yeah. a sniper. He's a sniper. Yeah, a Luke Kennard guy. You know, but uh, they have. <laughs> 
traffic cone on defense. Oh my god. You're welcome, Chris. But uh you know, you got Goran Dragic on an expiring deal making nineteen million. He's most assuredly gone. They're gonna make another trade, they're gonna bolster their lineup. Gonna bring Chris Paul in. They could, man. They have they Why not? They're paying enough <laughs> players. You know, they throw in a a first round draft pick. The, the great thing when they got Butler, they only spent two first round picks, and one of them was a swap. Swap, yeah. So. I don't know, man. I mean, Pat Riley's been around. He kind of knows what the deal is. That's why everybody looked at it and was like, "Really, you're going up to Butler?" And now we sit here, you know, thirty games into the season, and you're like, "Man, twenty and eight. Like, you looked at their team last year and like, "What the fuck is Pat Riley doing?" <laughs> no. You know, he's like paying paying average. Joe, Joe Blow, fifteen million. Take his example. James Johnson gave him fifteen million dollars. Dude's not barely a role know, player. Barely. You that's know, like a. That's the like, thirteen. He's a man. trendsetter. He I knew know. what the fuck he was doing, man. So, I mean, obviously, there's teams that do that, but they're they're one of the best teams at that, and the things they yeah. do is developmentally like solid down there yeah it's just it's an interesting i don't know man like if you were to tell me last year that at this time they'd be 20 games they're only four games out of first place they're tied with the sixers who have the second best it's wild yeah it's like come on and they're they're playing team ball they only have one superstar one superstar right yeah is that fair to say Goran Dragic, James Johnson, Justice Winslow, Deion Waiters, Kelly Olenek, Myers Leonard, and Kyle mind Hero. you, Deion Waiters not playing. Yes. <laughs> so it's like my only concern is, yeah, we are what 20, 28, 29 games into the season, something mm-hmm. like that. True. So you think it's just a blip on the radar? We play 82 games. Yeah. We play 82 games. You don't think they would continue? They played a lot of it without Butler. Look, I'm not going to I'm not going to say they can't continue, but it, I mean they're 19 and 8. Uh, uh, I predict them to to have 49 wins. Yeah. You know, 50 50, I'd say topping out at 52. But I, I just really don't see them becoming yeah sure there'll be a four or five seed in the east but the, i don't, I don't do you, really do you see, see a them trade that pushes them ahead of where you're thinking i mean they need to get a point guard, point guard. chris paul doesn't oh, make dude. them some push more over the, the edge dragon dragon. Uh, i think they because of everyone is a duo i think they need one more person is kevin love that person maybe um does it push them over the edge? I don't really know. Coming out of the East is hard because you have the 76ers and the Bucks as the top two teams that are they're good. I mean, you can pencil us into the Western Eastern Conference Finals. Sure, barring any injury, sure. But I mean, the thing the thing with the Heat is you have a glaring hole at four too. You got a glaring yeah. hole at four. Winslow is not the guy. Yeah, you got you got a. You got a glaring oh, hole at four. Three is Kelly Olenek. Oh yeah, Olenek. he's their starter. That's right. And what's 
Good God. What's going to happen? Stretch four. That's it. What's going to happen if you start having injuries? We're tw- you know we're thirty games in the season. We're barely a third of the way through. They already, injuries they already had happen. one. I mean, yeah. they already had one with Butler. Mm-hmm. Butler was out for like a month, and they still have this record, which sure. is great. But still, it, they they need to make a trade, and they have the cap. Space to do it. Yeah, to do it. I know. It's weird. Yeah. We'll say flexibility. Because they don't yeah. have the space. There's moves. But they have flexibility. Yeah. They got moves that they can make. You know what I'm saying? They're not. Yeah. And maybe that's what it is. Well, that's what maybe it that's why Pat Riley it. signs those guys is because then he can. Contract match. Yeah. Just matching, match. matching True, contracts. Huh? Pat okay, Riley's here's... just up there like, you know what? I could probably use. Another fifteen million dollar player. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like next year, that we'll, guy showed a, a little bit of promise. But it, but it makes sense because that their contracts aren't extended, though. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like they're not, they're not. Like, is it better to carry a guy on a one, one to two year cap hit as opposed to like the three to four, which they just don't give players down there? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Like, I. I Whoever their capologist is, you know what I mean? Like, who's ever actually, like, planning it out, like, credit to that guy. Because it's it, honestly, like, now that you brought it to the forefront of my mind, it's really impressive to think about the way that they were, like, basically, like, in purgatory when it came to a basketball and cap thing even three years ago, you know, two yeah. years ago total. And now look at where they at with... A bona fide superstar in Butler. Granted, like an, a B plus superstar. Yeah. But but with another move to maybe be had. It's just, that's an inch. It's a, It's pretty impressive. Yeah, he's he's playing great. Too. Yeah, he's playing good ball. Mm-hmm. He it's, this is one of his best years. You know, and he's he's upped his assist total quite a bit by like almost. He's, Three assists. Well, I think game. that's a lot of the things that he picked up. And again, this is going to sound like fandom, but I don't don't take the like that. I think a lot of that comes from playing with two other guys in Simmons and Embiid. That you're like, okay, I can dish the ball off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to play ISO ball. Granted, he had to play a lot of ISO ball as a sixer. Yeah, but it's an in- it's interesting. It's interesting. Plus, we got Josh Richardson out of it. Look so for the Heat on. to make a trade. Yeah. That's Watch it. for it. It may be Chris Paul. You know, I, I know OKC yeah, will take a first-round pick for it. True. For him. All right, it. Brian. It. Is that it? Um, yeah, let's call it. Uh, well, what are you looking up? I want to know. I was looking up the Heat stats. Big because, blue bitches, dude. You know, it, it, <laughs> I just slapped in. The reason I just have me. I just have that funny <laughs> feeling about the heat of I don't think it's gonna last. And you got you got two rookies that are scoring fourteen points a game, ever the sixteen points a game, the ever the pessimist. Is that really gonna the last? The Pistons have hurt you too much, Brian. This is not the Brian I know. Dude, it's a rough time. To Do you know what the Pistons are doing, Brian? I don't care. Nothing. They're doing the same method as Miami right now. Maybe. 
They're trying to. I thought we were calling this episode. They're trying to increase. Br- why are you guys cap? bringing up the Pistons at the end of the episode? This is what they're doing. This is I know. Extend it another ten minutes. They're gonna re-sign Andre Drummond, forty million a year. No, because he's, he's not make, coming back. He doesn't want to be here. He's not gonna turn down thirty million dollars because he can go get thirty million dollars somewhere hey, else. No, hey. he cannot. Yes, he can. If he if he qualifies for the supermax, only the team that he's on can he's, give well, it to how, him. How do you know he's qualifying for the supermax? If he makes first All NBA. This year, he's not defense. making first All NBA <laughs> or All Team Defense. No, he he's not do doing that either. He can do he's it, probably. dude. Tom no. Gorris. He's averaging gonna... twenty twenty. No one is close to that. Tom Gorris is flying him out to LA, saying, "Listen, <laughs> he got to stay in Detroit." You want a Kardashian? <laughs> I'll give you a Kardashian, bro. Clearly, I know Kardashian I live here in LA, three hundred fifty days out of the year. But you got to stay in Detroit. I know the Kardashians personally. You want to hook up with Kylie? I got you. No, dude, you can't. They do not move in the same circle. Kylie won. Dude, no, Kendall Jenner dated Blake Griffin. Bring that back into the locker room. You want Caitlyn Jenner? I got you, bro. (laughs) She's a handsome woman. (laughs) One woman of the year. Andre Drummond does not want to be here. Let's be on Sports Illustrated cover together. <laughs> Call this episode. I'm done. Before Brian blows a gasket. Look, he Please wants to say like, something so Like bad. and subscribe on <laughs> all of our social media. He wants to come back at it so hard. Make sure you rate, comment, and subscribe to wherever you're listening to your podcast. Like right now, hit that subscribe lemon. button. Jesus. <laughs> it looks like you literally swallowed like a plate. <laughs> When something goes down your windpipe and you're like, oh, Jesus, I'm, I'm choking, but I'm not really choking. <laughs> this like, episode is already 50 like. minutes. I don't need it to go another 10 minutes. All right. We're out of here, folks. Like, subscribe, social media, follow us. Add expiring content. We'll see you. Go Eagles. <laughs>